Hey, everybody, it's Jarrett from the Rockstar Dad Show. Coming up next on the program, Krista Makes from the amazing band Less Than Jake and the Krista Makes a Podcast. That's coming up next on the Rockstar Dad Show. This is a song for my friends Jarrett and Gary. They started a podcast and said a theme was necessary. They're just a couple of guys in a band that you know. So here's the next episode. Welcome to the Rockstar Dad Show, everybody. My name is Jarrett. Gary is here. We, of course, are Yo. from your favorite band, Bowling for Soup. But we've been doing this show almost as long as we've been. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this show a long time, though. I wish I actually knew when we started this. It's, I don't. It's like three or four years now. It's got to be at cool. least three or four years, but it feels like. Yeah. I don't know. It's a long goddamn time, but. But I, I, man, later on in the program, Krista makes from the band Less Than Jake is here and always such a great conversation. And, uh, but Gary, I have to start this week's show with a bit of a story here. And, uh, that doesn't sound like you, right? Well, I, um, I'm not sure if you saw my TikTok, but I wanted to elaborate on something that happened here at the house. And, uh, it's um it may have may have scarred me. <laughs> but uh so the Pit Singers are good friends, friends of the show, Amy and Derek. Uh their dog passed away. And uh, the dog I was old and uh but it's really sad. It's sad because it was kind of their first baby. Uh they they also have the dog's sister who is still alive and who is also really old, but now is you know, it's just sad all around. And, uh, so as we, as people do, um, people started sending them flowers and edible arrangements and, and all of those things, you know, they got a nice, uh, you guys, I remember when, uh, Allie passed away, y'all sent me a wind chime with a really nice note about how, when I hear it, you know, I can think of Allie and, and, uh, just, you know, people are really, really good. That's you, you, it's, it's nice that people, do things for other people when they're going through a hard time. And yeah. uh, so what my wife chose to do was get uh, some of these crumble cookies. You Have you had these? Oh, yeah. I know these Man. things. Because the thing is in life, I think the person who decided to start putting cookies or candy in ice cream is a genius. But to be fair, I feel like the guy who decided to put cake frosting on cookies is catching up. That's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about those things is like, it's a really good cookie. A lot of the times when you get something gimmicky, it's like, yeah, it's not that good. Yeah. You know, we're going to put icing on a, on a cookie. It's like, well, the cookie's not that great. Right? Yeah. No, it's an awesome cookie yeah. and it's awesome icing. And, and if you like icing, like they put a lot on there. They so, did. Yeah. And I just crazy. Yeah. So, um, we got this box of crumble cookies and then, and that night, um, we, uh, we had some friends over, we, we had a game night. And, uh, so during the game night, we had some drinks and the cookies were there and they were sitting on the counter. And I was just like, man, we should just eat the fuck out of those things. And then we'll just get another box of them tomorrow to give to the pit singers. And, uh, and I, I, I was sort of joking and then sort of being, being, being serious. And then I decided, no, let's not do that because we already have them. And that way we can just get them over there early in the morning and you know they can enjoy them and uh, they'll know that we're thinking of them and we will all drink to Jojo jo jo uh Jovi was her name as in Bon um and uh we will celebrate the sweetness of this puppy with some cookies and so i uh <clears throat> we went to bed later that night and uh, no one had touched the cookies that i remembered and uh, so the next day we slept in a little bit and I got up. Everett uh, sometimes remembers that the dogs are his responsibility in the morning and lets them out. Uh, this morning he had remembered and uh, he had let the dogs out and he'd fed the cat. And so I got up and I, I uh, wandered over and I noticed that the corner of the crumble box was up a little bit. And I just thought, that's weird. I, and I don't, 
you know, I it just seemed odd. And I opened it up and three of the cookies were missing. And then it looked like on two of the other ones, someone had taken a fork and like started scraping the icing off. Now, that's something that drunk Jarrett would do. Now, I, I would be, <laughs> now, I, I, here's the thing, but I would be like way more successful at it than this. And so I kept looking at it and trying to figure out like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, did we, did we eat these? Like, I don't feel like I, you know, I, I don't feel like I was that drunk. I don't feel like I blacked out and just fucking ate a bunch of cookies. And I definitely don't remember any of the guests when I was joking about the cookies eating said cookies, right? Yeah. And so I am just racking my brain and I go, uh, Everett, hey, um, did you let the dogs out today? And he goes, yeah. And I go, did you eat any cookies? And he goes, no. I may have looked at them. And I go, <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, I think maybe... I opened them up and like just took a look in there to see what was. And I thought these look good. And then I closed it back and I go, okay. And then what? And he goes, oh, then I went back upstairs and I'm like, so did you close it? Close it. And he goes, I think I might've left it open a little bit, but I can't, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I did. Maybe I did. And I'm like, you know, th all of this, sh any of this, maybe shit he fucking did. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, right. Like the whole, like, I think I may have opened it. He fucking opened it, right? Right. You, yeah. Did you leave it open? I Maybe. I don't know. No. I did. What He fucking did, you know? Like, and, and this is not something he's going to get in trouble for. So, like, I, I'm not, like, being a detective, you know? I'm not, you know, like, trying to fucking crack the case. But I am in my head. Yeah, well, also for, for most kids that age, like the, well, did you eat one? Well, I'm, I may have looked at it, but I didn't like most kids. That's going to be a, yeah, they ate it, right? But I, I don't think Everett's going to be in trouble for eating it. So I don't think that's the case here. He wouldn't have <clears throat> because no, we hadn't had a chance to even tell him what was going on. Now, we would have, he, he wouldn't have, he, he, he would have gotten, it would, we would have said, hey, man, you need to ask before you do this kind of thing. And he, he really is good about that. But like, I, it wouldn't have been trouble. But anyway, right. it starts to hit me that we have a remote control leader in this house and we have a dog that can get fucking anything off the table now and most countertops. And she's dainty when she does things. So Milo, my uh, boxer Mastiff, has eaten an entire lasagna before. He's eaten <laughs> a uh, thing of brownies. By the way, those of you thinking chocolate, whatever, it's just dark cooking chocolate that they're allergic to. They can't have, or that, that will kill them. We call poison control. They're like, you're just going to have bad diarrhea for a while and whatever. Um, he has, uh, he's eaten a pizza before. He one time almost lit the house on fire trying this, to get a pizza off the stove and he lit the fucking burner. I, I've just got to interject real quick. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> It is late morning, almost lunchtime. So, yeah. anyway, I just start to put it together in my head. She got up there and she ate three cookies and then the, the things that looked like forks in the frosting were paw marks. She was <laughs> pawing at the icing ones. But she's so dainty, she didn't like the reason I knew it wasn't Milo is because he would have just jerked the thing off of the sure the cabinet and then they would have all like plus he didn't look guilty he was just sitting in my like that he he has no poker face Milo cannot I mean he you if anything is wrong in the house when you walk in if he's sitting there looking at you you can tell either he did something wrong or somebody else did like the cat yeah. threw up or whatever like it, he and he you know it's not like they get yelled at he just knows. That's not normal. I'm going to fucking sit over here. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, long story long, she, my dog ate <laughs> three cookies and ruined two cookies out of eight. Uh, so my dog ate the sympathy dog cookies, Gary. <laughs> 
I, I mean, if that's not circle of life, I don't know what is. And it was the perfect person to, to be able to tell this story. Like it was almost worth it to be able to, to tell Amy like, yeah. Hey, cause she's, you know, she's a very funny person and, you know, and to be able to tell her like, Hey, um, our dog ate the sympathy dog cookies and, uh, I'm really fucking sorry about that, but, uh, here's an edible arrangement. <laughs> and uh, so we sent fruit. Now we we we're, we've one upped ourselves because we sent a healthy snack. There you go. Now, do you have a sick dog running around the house? No. You know what's fucking crazy about this is that this is the this this the bougie dog. So this is the dog that for the first year and a half had diarrhea all the time for something. Like Casey was having to make her food. Like we had to you know boil chicken and put it in yeah. rice, and this it was always something. A lot of shit clean up around here. And uh, no. Did not get sick, and I, that was the that's the miracle of the whole story because um, we call her our bougie dog because she's the only one of our dog, only one of any of our pets that's not our rescue. We actually wanted her, we wanted that breed. We spent the money on her. Don't fucking judge us. We didn't go to a puppy mill. We went to a respected breeder. And if you still, if you're thinking bad thoughts about me and you're listening to this, I don't give a shit. I love my dog. Somebody was getting her, and I fucking got. Her. Yeah, there you go. You know, so she all hopped up on uh, on sugar and stuff, like just nothing. She's just chilling. Gary, how would you know? It's fucking Sammy. She's okay. all hopped up on something all the time. The dog Fair never enough. stops. Like that's what our sound guy Edo sends me photos of of uh, Australian shepherds just knocking kids over all the time, and it'll just say <laughs> Sammy, like because that's her, right? Just yeah. old people and kids. Fuck them. That's yeah, uh, that's my dog, but. Uh, Anyway, that's the uh, sympathy dog cookie story. Um, coming up later on the program is Krista Makes from the band. <laughs> Less than Jake. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some other stuff. I haven't even checked in with you. I went straight into the story. Well, and, I mean, it is a good one. I, I'm telling you, though, man. Cookies, lasagna, brownies. I'm so hungry I now. Know. We got to get you some lunch. We'll be right back with more Rockstar Dad Show right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rockstar Dad Show. And... Uh, here we are. It is. Um, it's the sports are happening, and uh, both of our teams are out of the. Oh uh, man, the what stuff. a kick in the shorts that Cowboy game was. Woo! Well, you know, all of them were. There was only really one. Now, when we're recording this, Wild Card Weekend just happened, so the Lions Rams games was really the only game. You know, I mean, it's funny because that Cowboy game, you look. At that score, if you didn't watch the game, you'd be like, oh, shit, that was a shootout. And it was not at all. No, I mean, they, no. they, they ended up scoring some points. But, and I kept saying the whole time is like, if you just look at the score, you have no idea how bad they got their ass kicked. You know, like you just, it was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, we, we saved all our interceptions for, for that game. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, Steelers game came down to three plays. Uh, had any of these three plays not happened, interception in the end zone, um, and then of course uh, one fumble, and then uh, defensive uh, a defensive in, uh, situation. If one of those three plays had not happened, it could have been different. But we shouldn't have been there anyway. So I I wasn't uh, I didn't sports cry or anything, and I um, I, I do have to have, have a bone to pick with you. And you know, uh -oh. you you and I don't really um, talk about things much about you know things where where you where we might have to argue um we just don't do that you and i we're not that's yeah. not our relationship sure but you know i i gave in on the terrible towel thing where you guys started waving the white towel you know i yeah. gave in on that because and you know why because miller light sponsors those okay and they give them to everybody on the way in and so yeah I feel like they're just as much waving the Miller light flag as they are, you know, the Cowboys. And so I'm going to give you all that, even though I do feel like the terrible towel, um, you know, was the original. And I don't even fucking know if that's true. <laughs> I just made it up. Sure. But here's the thing. You guys are throwing here we go in our face so much now that the quarterback says it to get the guy to snap the ball. And here we go has been the Steelers thing forever. But now Dak's out there going, here we go. 
And that's so that's I, I I didn't know that that was a Steelers thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the Dak starting that thing up like in our house that's just now been a joke. Like, are you guys ready? To go? Here we go. You know, like it just happens for everything now. But I didn't know that was a Steelers thing. Is here we go the new Omaha? You know, like is that the yeah right? Is that the the same thing? Like. uh no, it's here. He it goes. It's been. I was being facetious. We're I, not really going to argue. I, I, I heard that. Uh, I heard that it was. It was. We were having so many um, false starts that it's like a timing thing. It is. Line. Yeah. Yeah. They did yeah. a deal where it's just like, and, and a lot of them will do say ready, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you're supposed to know how many times he's going to call the ball, and you're supposed to go on that number. And I guess Dallas right. had to just bail on that. Well, yeah. I mean. We're we're one of the most penalized teams in the league, and half of them are false starts. Like that's just shooting yourself in the foot, you know. What uh, what's the next sport you'll get into now? Because you're not like a huge like. Is it baseball really for you? Like it's it's probably baseball. I mean, we'll take a little bit of a downtown. I I you know I love the Mavs. Um, I I love the Stars. Yeah. I in the past have been way into more of those. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've been way more into those than I am currently. But uh, you know, just kind of phase of life. Uh, too much. Kids, busy stuff. It's like I I just can't keep up with it all all the time. So yeah, football. We talk about this like the economy of football. Not meaning how much money do they sell and concessions I mean, and tickets. I'm not meaning that. I mean like. There's 18 games in the regular season for your team. There's just so few games that every game is worth so much that football's easy to keep up with. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, every other sport has so many games that I, I can't keep up with it. We'll keep up with baseball a little bit whenever it starts up. Plus, football is like, okay, it's predominantly on Sundays. Uh, right. Yeah. And Monday, right? And now you have a Thursday game. And then after the college is over, you get a Saturday game you know, or two. And then, but and Nick's the only person in our house that gives a shit about college. Right. But I'm just saying that, yeah, well, exactly. You know, which I guess, you know, uh, I'm going to start rooting for college soon, but all that aside, I'm just saying it's just so easy to keep up with because yeah, especially if you're really in it, watching your team, you know, but I'm the same. Like I was so into the stars and the Mavs and, you know, and just sports in general for so long. And now I, and I think this, this goes with something you were talking about, you know, maybe it's just an age thing to where it's, cause I don't just have sports center on all the time anymore. And I, so right. I can't name everybody. I don't even know everybody that's on the Steelers team anymore. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know one. I, I will say Luca is the only, I swear to God, it's true. Luca's the only person I know that's on the Dallas Mavericks right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep up with it now because we've got other things going on. We're not paying attention, but yeah, if you had asked me 10 years ago, yeah. I'd, I'd named everybody on the team. Yeah, yeah same. I don't know what that is. I, it's But, you know, when I was a kid, I could name everybody on every basketball team easy and everybody on every football team. Now, the other sports, I couldn't, but for sure basketball and football. Yeah, but whenever you're a kid, you just have less going on in your life. I don't mean, I don't mean that to be like mean, you know, it's, but I mean, yeah. you, you go to school and do you, you, you pay what attention you are in school, but after school, you don't got responsibility. You ain't paying bills, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. They're just, you, you kind of keep your head filled with certain things. It's like even new things that I learn. I only learn things to the point of, you know, and I, I, that's probably, I shouldn't blanket that, but I will say things like recording software things. I, I learn the things to the point of that I need to know them, you know, and then, and then I, I'm good with everything else. And so Rob, well, you also, you, yeah, go ahead. You also learn like what you're interested in, right? So whenever I was in elementary school and junior high, I could tell you every major league baseball player on all these teams, we had baseball cards and mm -hmm. we played video baseball games and we watched baseball on TV. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you get a little bit older and I started getting into music and I stopped paying as much attention to sports. So I couldn't tell you who's on every team anymore. Right. But at that point, I could tell you who's in every band yeah. and what guitar they play, what drum they play, what which who's who's recording at this studio, which yeah. studio this producer produces it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just start learning what you're interested in. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, these are it's fucking crazy that 
that it's we just watch children play sports now. You know, like not I don't mean our kids. I mean like the guys playing these sports are children. You know, to us they're so young. You know, it's, yeah, it's, the, uh, that was the thing. Like back in the van days, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Whenever yeah. I, whenever I was, whenever we were in the van, I was twenty years old. Yeah, twenty one years old, mm-hmm. and so like still everyone was older than me. Yeah, you know, and now I mean, I'm older than all the dudes that are retiring. I know. I remember the day I I've talked about this a bunch, but I remember the day that I was older than a Playboy centerfold. <laughs> like I, I'll never forget it. Like I was just like, "Holy shit, I'm older than her." You know, like I yeah. uh, had a subscription. I really liked the articles, and um, I, uh, you know, and and then and then, but then that just snowballs. Then the next thing you know, yeah, you're older than the football draft picks, and then you're you hear who the oldest, you know, for for then you hear who the oldest person in the league is, and. Once yeah. you catch up to them, you know, it's just weird. Age is such a funny you're, thing. You're, now you're the age of like the average coach. <laughs> Do you know what happened to me? Uh, I went to a Christmas party and we played this game. We did a, we did one of those um, white elephants, you know, some people call yeah. it different things, but uh, white elephant, I think blankets at all. And you, you know, everybody knows what we're talking about. It's a gift exchange. Everybody brings one. And at the end of the night, everybody's going to end up with one. And normally it's just, it's pretty easy. You can, you pick one, you can steal one, blah, da, 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 right? Uh, but we did this thing that was really cool. Uh, it was a card game, and it, and it made it to where, like, you sort of didn't have any control over it. Like, it would say, pick one, but then it could also say, go steal one from the person that you think is this, you know, or or everybody pass your gift three to the left, you know, and things okay. like that. But they started it off by going, well, the oldest player in the the oldest oldest person here goes first. And it's I have never been the oldest person in the room in my life. I can never <laughs> remember being the oldest person in the room at something like that, like at an event, you know? Yeah. Like because with us, I mean, we've all, I've always got Chris in a dough, you know, and then but in my, you know, I've got my in-laws that we hang out with a bunch and shit. But here I am, I'm the oldest person at the party. And I was just like, fuck, that's weird. You know, like was, was it just weird or did it like hurt your feelings a little? It like, didn't hurt my feelings. It was re- actually it actually boosted everything because I was just like, man, you motherfuckers look way older than me, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like apparently drinking beer and touring it, it isn't as bad for you as we think because some of y'all look fucking terrible. No, I'm joking. I but I <laughs> I did look. I mean, I I asked my you know Amy and Derek were there and my wife and I was just like. Hey, there's like four people here that look older than me, right? And they're like 100. percent And I was just like, okay, good, it's not me. But, uh, but yeah, that was weird. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't a thing. I mean, you know, fuck it. I was just like, you know, I lived to be this age. Well, after after the randomness of like, go steal one and pass it left of the three times, and you know, stick your right foot in. Uh, did you get anything good, dude? I have to tell you this. This is fucking. <laughs> So I ended up with this thing that I ended up with this. It's a, it's a expandable popcorn bowl. And so you like flick it and it, uh, it, and then you pop it and you pop it and you spin it. But, and then you, but you put popcorn in it and you do it in the microwave or whatever. And then it, then it, it becomes the bowl as well. But there was this guy there. This is the thing I hate about the white elephant game. Like, I hate when people get something and they start complaining about it. Like, I'm never going to be able to use this. I don't fucking like bath bombs, you know, or whatever. It's just like, this is how the fucking game works. Shut up. You know, like, you have that now. Well, there's this guy there that just kept complaining and kept complaining and kept complaining. So, I fucking stole his present, true story, to make the person that brought it feel good. Because they thought it was really cool. And they were like, and then... Uh, I was just like, man, and you could do this thing where you can flick it. And I tried to flick it once and it didn't open. And everybody was like, oh, and I go, oh, no, 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 hold on. No, it just takes, I just needed to learn the wrist thing and I did it. And then it went and it opened up or whatever, like a fucking popcorn ninja, Gary. Heck yeah. And, uh, but yes. And so then we're leaving there and Casey goes, did you steal that popcorn thing? Because that guy was being such a dick. And I go, I sure did. 
Yeah, because I didn't I didn't want the person because the person was like, oh, this is so cool. You're going to love this when he was opening it up. And then he just complained and complained and complained about it. And I'm just like, fuck it, man. I, I don't want this person to feel bad, you know, and I don't give a shit what I leave with, you know, anyway. That, like what kind of person's complaining at one of these things? Like there, there's, there's one thing like jokingly complain, like, you know, if 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 the gift is like lotto tickets and you scratch them and and you don't win, you know, you can be like, oh man, I didn't win $50,000, but that's joking, you know, but like who's really actually genuinely complaining about a white elephant gift, it, an asshole. It's that dude, it was fucking crazy because I, it was so overt and uncomfortable and weird because he just kept doing it. He kept just standing up. Somebody, anybody need this? I don't need this. I, you know, this is not something I'll use. And it was just like, what did you expect to show up and get? A fucking car? A, you know? a personalized, like, yeah. monogrammed, like, you know, something specifically for you? That's not, come on. I, in, in, I swear to God, it happens every time I play that stupid game. And like, I, you know, I, I, we do it here for my Christmas party. Um, and there, we, sometimes we have like up to 80 people playing, right? So like, there is no fucking telling what you're going to end up with because people will steal right. your shit. And it's, and people, some people are just mean and they bring shitty stuff. Like one time I ended up with a bunch of, uh, Steven Seagal VHSs, you know? And it was, <laughs> Right now, that's funny, but yeah. like other people were getting shit like fucking, you know, like car vacuums and things that you're supposed to buy for the for the damn thing. Yeah. Um, but I uh, but yeah, I didn't complain, you know, I, well, fuck it. I just, you know, I, those went into the next white elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, now man. I'm the asshole. I think out of straight gone uh, straight to the giveaway bin whenever everyone left the house. Oh yeah, no, it did. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck am I going to do with that? You know, I I don't have I don't have A, I don't like to, but anyway, I didn't complain about it, Gary, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know what else I don't complain about is our guest on this week's show. It's Chris Makes from the band Less Than Jake from the from the Chris Makes a podcast and uh, that's coming up right after this. Y'all listen up. And you by the way, don't forget you're listening to the Rockstar Dad show. Welcome back to the Rockstar Dad Show. As promised, one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite people on the planet from, uh, you know, I, you know how cities have sister cities? We have brother bands. One of our brother bands. Less than Jake. Chris DeMakes is here. Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Dude, we're so glad you're here. You know, you uh, are a man of uh, many talents, and you started a podcast a couple of years ago. And you're doing so well with it. And some of the guests you get, I have to admit, I I just am like, holy shit. I mean, do you find yourself sometimes going, I can't believe I'm talking to this person? Oh, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, you're the one I hit up for. And you're like, I, I go, do you have a contact for D. Snyder? Mm. And you're like, yeah, I'll just shoot his, 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 his phone number. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, What? You have his phone number? <laughs> so, yeah, I get freaked out. And yeah. then, I mean, I've met D in the past, but, like, now I got to talk to him for an hour on my own show. Dude, I was pacing the floor, same thing with Huey Lewis. I mean, yeah. I was just a oh, basket case. I'll bet. I'll I think that I think that your your podcast is awesome. I enjoy it myself. But, like, so many conversations with people are so broad, right? Like, what kind of guitar do you play? Tell us about this album, you know? And you're going so deep on on just one topic that it, it just is really, really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, and the guys that are that are nerdy and really into songwriting, once they realize past the first two or three minutes – you know, you can see their guards start to go down. I'm not just another interview that day. I'm not going to ask them where they got their band name, et cetera, right. et cetera. So once they know it's about, you know, a specific thing, then you, most of them are all in. And then the, you can have a great conversation. Yeah, I, I, one of my favorite episodes was uh, Justin from Delamitri. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, our good buddy Linus, is that's his favorite songwriter of all time. So I, I was interested to listen to it just, you know, because I, I, I find what my friends find interesting, I usually find interesting. And so uh, I, I just thought that was, but I never knew him to be as open as, as he was with you and just how, how just what a job, you know, what, I'm just wondering if sometimes you're surprised. I guess you just said it, but 
I just really mean by how forthcoming some of these guys are just because, you know, we sort of think of, of, of great songwriters as being these wounded artistic individuals, you know, and you seem to, you seem to be able to bring out, or at least maybe it's just that as you, maybe that's what you're trying to say. They're talking about something that they're passionate about. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, most of the songwriters I've run across, I've only had one and I'm not going to mention any names, but most of them embrace their hit single. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being like, you know, I hate that song that I wrote. It's like, what? Yeah. That, that, that's what's putting people in the building to come see your band in your 32nd year of existence or whatever. So I, I've never really under, understood that. But most people uh, are, are very grateful for what that song or songs have given them career-wise. It's like, I don't have to tell you guys, look what 85 and some of your hits have yeah. done. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I, I think I think it's interesting. Like um, we, we know, I'm sure we maybe know some of the same people that hate playing the, their biggest song and they're tired of it and they're jaded by that that's the biggest one or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, I think we've gotten tired of playing certain songs. I'm not saying the big ones, but... I can kind of understand that a little bit. Like, oh, we've played this one a lot. I want to change up the set or something. But to me, like in what we do, we feed off of the crowd's energy so much mm-hmm. that I don't understand the getting getting tired of that song, you know? Yeah. Y- yeah. And, you know, you guys know this. I, I love playing the weird B-side on that Japanese release 15 years ago. But you see people heading for the toilets. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm there to entertain and have fun. Yep. You know, I'd rather play a song I've been playing since 1995 if the whole place is going berserk and not feed my ego of having to play this song or that song. And, you know, sometimes it works out. We got, you know, like the uh, there's a song on our last album we did. It's just it's one of those songs that works live and we play it because yeah. it works live. But if it didn't, we would uh, be playing the old stuff. I, I've, I've grown way more appreciative of the audience that, that is coming to see our band. You know, yeah. I I. I think about them. I don't tailor the set list to them, but at the same time of, of what I said, I don't want to, uh, uh, for ego's sake, uh, you know, play, you know, six, seven, eight songs that, that, that the majority of the audience doesn't know. Yeah, I think for me, uh, yeah, I think about myself being in that audience. You know, like I, I think all the time about like, okay, if I'm going to go see Bad Religion, what do I want to hear? If I want to, if I want, if I see go see Green Day, what do I want to hear? And, you know, and they sprinkle in a couple of things here and there to get everybody that, that wanted to hear some deep cut. Everybody's everybody mm-hmm. leaves happy. But for the most part, it's, you're so right about us. It's like my, mine is always girl. The bad guys want because three notes into that riff that the entire atmosphere of the building changes. And it's like, you know, that one's, that one's, you know, 2003, you know, it's 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 just one of those things where it's like I just don't know how I could get sick of it. So it's like just like when you play that riff, or is it? Uh, is that all my best friends are metalheads? You start that riff. It's the same exact thing. Like the whole the whole room knows exactly what's happening in two in two seconds, and like it just gosh to me that 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 feels honestly better than some freaking ego song that i've got that i just need to show everybody we have you know yeah yeah you know and i i couldn't imagine and and you know this could even be written into his contract i don't know for certain okay but you know sting i saw him about 15 years ago and Mm -hmm. i'd never seen him before and when he played the old police stuff in particular every breath uh you take it was like double speed you could tell he just wanted to get it over with Interesting. You know, and again, I don't know if, if the promoter's like, dude, you have to play your biggest hit. You know, I don't know what goes on the higher e- echelons. And you could say, oh, Sting would never do that. Well, how much money are you giving them to play every breath you take? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but we get, I, I, just to play devil's advocate on this for a little bit, and we are going to get into fatherhood, by the way, but um, <laughs> we get that a lot. We get that like, people will literally say, that we play our songs fast to get it over with. And it's like, ours is more of an energy thing. So what do you don't think that it was that you don't think it was just that he was trying to put forth some sort of a energetic thing, or maybe his drummer was on acid or, you know, I mean, I could it have been anything like that. <laughs> well, his drummer was Josh freeze. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Josh was on acid that particular show, but uh, no, I, I, as a performer, as an audience member, as a fan of Sting, I felt it was a rush job. He wanted to get done with it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. you guys are are, are a, a punk rock leaning rock band. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. it's gonna be up a couple BPMs. You yeah, know, you're, you're 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 grooving and you're, and and you're rolling. Um, you were you were there to have the perception of like, well, the rest of the set was pretty normal speed but that one was crazy yeah yeah you could tell that it was like okay this is a four minute song and i'm gonna get it done in in two minutes and 50 seconds yeah and and, you know it just it didn't the 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 melodies when you sped them up that that fast uh they didn't they didn't hit me okay Mm -hmm. i don't know about the rest of the audience but yeah yeah, no, I, I feel you. Well, you know, we, we haven't had you on the show in a couple of years. I mean, and so, gosh, your kids have – you you guys are on a different planet as far as parenthood is concerned there at the Demake's oh, house. Yeah. You know, t- remind us of the kids and their ages. Yes, my son, uh, his name is Rylan. He is uh, just turned seven in December, and my daughter will be six uh, in March, wow. March 8th. So yeah. another six weeks or so, she'll be, she'll be uh, six. So they're fifteen months apart. Uh, Irish twins, we call them. Yeah, they yeah. they they're the same size. Basically, my daughter's a little chunkier. She's got uh, the Demakes build, and he's got my my wife's uh, more more skinny family. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a trip, man. It's it's uh, it's game on in our house from six thirty in the morning till till they drop about eight thirty at night. It's just yeah. What are, uh, what are they having them? Go ahead, Gary. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, so what, <laughs> what are they? Back- <laughs> why are we talking over each other? I wonder if there's a delay today yeah. or something. That that never. We happens. never do that. That's no. weird. I, I was just gonna. What I was gonna ask was is just that you know. So just as you know, they start to develop. They're past sort of developing what their personality is going to be. You know, and, and all of that. But now they're starting to get into stuff. And so, you know, with the world opening back up, you know, we, we see ourselves, you know, a lot of us with, with COVID kids, you know, they're, they're, they're either wanting to go experience things or they aren't wanting to go experience, experience things. So where are your kids as far as like, um, going out and like, uh, is, are they doing sports or dance or anything like that? Yeah, they're into all of that. My son plays soccer. My daughter just got done with dance last semester. We haven't had dance, uh, I say semester, uh, last quarter. Yeah. We haven't had dance uh, this quarter because uh, we've been snowed in here. So we uh, last week, uh, they canceled for some reason, and now we're snowed in. So, she, yeah, they're, they're both into that. They missed the whole COVID thing. They were a little young. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they didn't feel that. Um, we're in a very small rural uh, town where I live, uh, n- northern Tennessee. And, you know, their, their preschool at the time uh, and pre-K, both of those were um, were open here. They, they, they weren't shut down. So, um, but yeah, they, they were, they were a little too young, which is good. Cause I've yeah. heard, I've heard some of my friends when their kids were going through this 11, 12, 13 years old, that it, that it, that it was really rough to come out of. It's weird for all of these ages. I mean, it's, it's weird for everybody. It's weird that, you know, we're two years removed from lockdown now, I guess, or almost three and it's still a topic of conversation, you know, I mean, that's how big of a deal it was, but for kids, you know, it, 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 my son was in a Spanish immersion school and, you know, a big part of that was the interaction with the teacher. And so they didn't have that for a year and a half. And then when he went back, they had a mask on and he couldn't see their mouth moving. So he, we ended up having to take him, it changed his life. Like we had to take him yeah. out of that, that whole thing that he is, you know, half of his day was in Spanish, his entire life until the fourth grade and now you know what i mean so you're right i didn't even think about the fact that you know the preschool kids you, you guys you know they, they still get to and you were you guys were smart for keeping them going into that and keeping them interacting and stuff like that because it's it is that interaction is so important and especially in the day of this day and age of social media and and uh and online gaming and all of this where it's so easy for a kid easier for a kid now to just be in their room all the time than it was for us, you know? Yeah. And, and the only flashes of things we were getting in between the Scooby-Doo 12 minutes of cartoon, we were getting a, a cereal commercial and we were getting something for a toy company. They were trying to yeah. pitch right now. You're getting eight second TikTok videos. 
Yeah. So you can sit yeah. down to try to watch a two-hour Disney movie with them, mm-hmm. and it's like, get your head back here. You know, yeah. they're they're waiting for something. If it's a slow scene, you know, they're yeah. waiting for something to happen the whole time. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, it is different from when we grow up. I try to uh, I try to you know kind of push myself back a little bit and not be like, oh man, when we were kids, you know, this, <laughs> I don't yeah, want right. to sound down too it's, much like that but you know it it's is. a thing i i saw a thing that i mean this is probably like eight eight or ten years ago i saw a statistic that from all the social media clips and everything that the average human's attention span had gone down to like seven seconds mm-hmm. and a goldfish is eight so like yeah. the average human has less of a goal uh, of a attention span than a goldfish but exactly what you're saying like my son has the idea that he wants to watch movies but he doesn't ever want to watch movies. So during the daytime, he'll go, hey, dad, tonight, let's watch Dumb and Dumber. I'm like, great, dude, that sounds awesome. And then tonight, he's like, eh, maybe another time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, look at it from an adult's perspective, too. I mean, how often, I, I, now I don't know this, I'm going to guess that we're all in the same boat, that like, even when we sit down to watch television with our wives, one of us is looking at our phone pretty much, you know, half the time. I mean, my wife cannot just sit and watch something. She's on her phone the entire time doing nothing. I, I, I think for me, it's even deeper than that, though. It's like I it's not that the attention span issue for me. It's the um, interest span. Right. Mm. So like TV kind of bores me now because on YouTube, I could get granule on exactly what I want to see. Where like TV is kind of like uh, it's more mass. uh not mass produced, but like to the broader masses. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, let's talk about wives for a second. I mean, Chris, you, uh, you know, we're, uh, you guys are busy last year. We're going into that year now um, of, uh, of an album celebration of uh, 30 years as Bowling for Soup and all of that. You know, um, you know, we've, we, I believe we've talked with you a little bit about, you know, re-entry and coming in and stuff like that. But, you know, are you, you guys still in that mode of like, trying to make it count when you're home uh, and, and making sure that you, you're, you know, that you, I mean, I, what is, what is life like when you're home? Life is uh, up early with the kids. Yeah. Uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm the one that, that, that takes them to school. We both get up. My wife, Jen uh, gets up. She'll, she'll make lunches and, and help get them dressed. And um, I'm going to be up anyway. Cause I get come down to my, my cave here and, and, and start work. Uh, so I'll get them off to school. They usually get home around three o'clock. Um, I'll go wait in line about two 30, go pick them up, uh, come home. And, uh, sometimes I'll come back down here and work a little bit more. Sometimes I'll have to take one of them to dance or something. So we just, uh, we, we both work well together with them when I'm gone. Uh, it, it, you know, it's exponentially harder uh, for her. I know it is. Um, you know, tr- trying my best to, to help out from long distance, as you know, it's very difficult. It is. Um, but we we're, we're very blessed that we have uh, you know two really good kids. You yeah, know, for their age, they have, they have their they have their moments, but they don't freak out when dad leaves. They, mm. you know, it's it's good. We joke y'all are, about y'all are it up in the small rural area, though. You, you're not close to either of y'all's families. Y'all have somebody there, friend, yeah, babysitter. So, you have some help. Yeah, her her dad is here. Okay. So, yeah, their grand their grandfather lives here. He grew up here, and that's how we we found this area and kind of came back here. We were just visiting by chance and uh, found found a place here back in in 2018. And uh, yeah, so so here we're at now. And interestingly enough, the area we're in, uh, a lot of people are moving out here because they're getting priced out of Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're out, they're having to go other places. So it uh, seems to be the. A, I think that's every city now. I mean, it's it's yeah. uh, it's pretty crazy how that's that's happening. You know, I I um, yeah. You know, I, do you have the th- we joke about this thing, but but it is, it's amazing how many people we talk to either on this show or just on the road order. Which, by the way, we just do this show constantly on the road anyway, even if we're not recording. Like this is just all the shit we talk about anyway. But it's like anything that's gonna go wrong you know, with the house or with a tooth or anything, it just always seems to happen right when you leave. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like luckily I'm here this week cause we're snowed in. Okay. I got the kids and, and they're just bouncing off the walls. They're wanting to go outside. It's zero degrees and <laughs> I'm old. I don't want to go in the snow, yeah. but I'll trudge out there and go in the snow. But uh, you know, 
I realized something and something you said the other day it was on one of your TikTok videos or one of the million things you do during the day, Jared. And you said, I don't really have any hobbies. You know, yeah. I play golf with Gary once or twice a year. I, I, you know, my hobby is this and man, I'd never thought of it like that because yeah. I felt guilty and I felt weird before like the town I'm in, I would have hated it 15, 20 years ago. Right. I, I wouldn't have lived there. Okay. Um, where I'm at now, like, I'm not looking for a golf league. I wouldn't have time. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have time. Yeah. I keep myself busy through music. If it's not doing a, a podcast with my friends or whomever, doing one of my own podcasts, doing demos for the band, I'm always down here cooking up something. Yeah. Um, this is my hobby. Yes. Uh, and thank God, and thank God for that uh, yeah. because I probably would have went nuts during COVID. I know some musicians that did, they couldn't get off the couch and come down and work because they felt they had nothing to work towards. And if that would have gripped me, man, I don't know what, what would have happened. I think it was, it was, it's important what you did though. You did similar to me, you found other outlets for it. Cause I, I went through it. You know, I, I had my few months of like, uh, there's nothing on my calendar and I'm calendar driven and, you know, but you started doing personal songs for people. You obviously threw yourself into your podcast and things like that. And that that's so important, but but you're so right. And I, I do say that a lot that like, you know, I joke about how much I work with certain people, but for the most part, I also will say that, you know, I'm not spending time working on an old car in the garage. You know, I'm not, as I said, I, I don't have a bowling league and I, I don't, you know, I will fish if given a pole at a pond, but I'm not, I don't really go out there and do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I really enjoy what it is I do. You know, I, I like making TikTok videos. I think that seems obvious to people that follow me, you know, like, so, you know, but I'm glad that that, re that registered with you because I, th I think even, I think my wife understood it before I did. You know, I think in past relationships, I, I have had, you know, like you work too much. You're just, you're always working and blah, blah, blah. And I think she, my wife realized like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you're working because you have to work. Sometimes you're working because that's what you want to do. You know, and there's a little bit of yeah. a difference there. Do you think well, that some of that's, that's like the phase of life though, right? So most, most people's, um, most I don't know if successful is the right word, but the the busy time of their career, the money-making time of their career, whatever, is like 35 to 55, right? Mm. And that also coincides with when kids are kind of at the home for most people. So you got, you're busy in your career, you have kids at home, you don't have fucking time for a, a, a hobby or whatever, right? So you yeah. get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm 55, I'm a little bit older, the kids are getting out of the house, I'm going to slow things down the you know what? Golf sounds a lot better now. I've got all this freaking <laughs> yeah. spare time. You might, might, maybe. You know, you know when I, oh, it's real, you know when I kind of checked out, I want to see if you guys can relate to this at all. But, you know, when I was locked in a van from 93 to 98 or however many years we, we, we spent in a van, we didn't have these. Yeah. I remember driving down the, the road, trying to listen to a football game and then it would, you know, on the radio and it would like yeah. go out. And so, I'm a calendar driven guy. Yeah. I like the schedule every week. What, whatever is a kid, you know, Alf was on, I tuned in every Friday night at eight o'clock yeah. for me. I couldn't keep up for a number of years with Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. I couldn't keep up with, with, uh, uh, anything, the Simpsons, football teams, baseball teams. Yeah. And that's really kind of when I checked out from trying to follow TV, even today, like I'd rather be down here than watching something mindless. Man, that's so interesting because I'm exactly the same. Uh, nine years in the van, um, and I did a movie podcast, as most people know uh, that listen to this, uh, and for for years. But there's a whole section, a whole like 12, 15 years where I haven't seen have, did I mean I never saw the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I had I'm doing a movie podcast and I didn't see movies again because. You're, you live in, in a van, you know, all of the time or whatever. When you get home, you're literally just trying to figure out where you're going next in the van, you know. And, and uh, but yeah, television, same way. I mean, the only television that I watch is something that I can watch with, with my wife wants to watch with me and that's spending time together. But yeah, the van is like this, this black hole of like, I, that's when you're right. I stopped watching football. 
I didn't keep up with the Steelers anymore. I, d- I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything. About, and I, I was a huge basketball fan. I didn't watch basketball anymore. And, and you're the only yeah. other person I've ever heard put it like that. Uh, but you're so well, right. You know, you know, now you can get uh, MLB direct or NFL yeah. packages on your phone and you, you keep up with it a lot easier. You know, I joked about this. I don't ever have told you guys, I'd love to do a reality show where you send a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds out in a van with, with just a map. They don't get a phone the whole, the whole month and they have to get themselves around and, 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 and figure it out. And I think they'd be hard pressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figure, figure out the old way. Like, Okay, in in two hours when we get to the next city, we're gonna have to find a payphone to get directions to the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or so head fun. to the sketchiest part of town and start asking people. Hey, you know yeah. what this place is at? Yeah. yeah. God, we had so much fun in the van days though with shit like that because we didn't know, and like we had a deal where we would never ask for if it's a new club, we wouldn't ask for directions. We would try to figure out where it was, you know? And so like, if you're in a college town, you go to the area where the college is and, you know, you're driving around, you're pulling this trailer and you're just, you know, I mean, that anything to make life interesting back then, you know, but you right. know, you, you're talking about like watching, uh, watching sports on your phone. Uh, you know, Gary watches his son's baseball games live like on, on his yeah. phone. And it's, you yeah. know, you'll just be like, he'll be quiet for a minute. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, and then, are you watching baseball? You know, and, and so he's he's watching his son play baseball. And, and, you know, and I can do that every once in a while with Everett even. But uh, gosh, technology's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, get, I, I was out on the last tour playing Roblox with my son. Oh. <laughs> so, he, so he's at home and I'm yeah. playing on my phone, you know. Yeah. And uh, for him, it's, and for me, it, it's it's a bonding moment that without this, stupid device that we all love and hate mm-hmm. uh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be possible I came up with something today speaking of that and I was going to talk about it on the show later but I, I just something hit me today and I was like what's the problem with the the problem with social media is this everyone feels like they need to say what's on their mind see when before social media and before all of this, we would just sort of like see something, hear something, we'd shrug it off, we'd think something about it, and we'd move on with our day. Well, now we just ha- we can hide behind this screen and we just feel like we have to say whatever the fuck we think all the time. And by doing that, that's why we're all just in conflict all the time because that shit's it's supposed to be internal, you know? You guys got you got an opinion on that? Because I just think people talk out of their fucking ass all the time, and I agree with Mike Tyson. They just never got punched in the face. Well, it's it's become a venting tool, right? So it's like, yeah. and that's why there's so much negativity out there. Because you know, I stayed at this hotel and I didn't like it. I'm gonna tell them about it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times you stay at a hotel and it's freaking awesome? It's great, yeah. and but you don't go. I'm gonna go tell them about this great experience. So you know, everyone just turns to this for their negativity. Well, you know, I. As much as I can't control, I can't control anybody else. The only thing I can control now is what I spew back out. Mm-hmm. So I do my best to never get involved with online trolls, anybody, because at the end of the day, uh, they're just going to pick up on the bad stuff that I said. Uh, and, and it really, it, it's no bearing on me. You know, JR uh, from our band has a saying, he's like, the internet's fake. You know, stop, yeah. stop, stop reading what, uh, you know, stop thinking everything you read is about you. Um, yeah. You know, it, it causes you to uh, to be more egocentric than you normally would mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of just being like, you know, what's coming at me today. And a lot of people feel like that. Um, so I tend to just try my best. I read this book years ago. It was about the, the tribe, the Toltecs. And they were, you know, giving out... Uh, you know, keys to life from some of the elders. And they were saying, you know, if you never got hurt and you never learned things conditionally as a young child, then you wouldn't know them now. Case in point, if you were told and you really believe this, that when you got a haircut and you went to school and they said, hey, Chris, your hair looks great. Converse, and that makes you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, conversely, if I walk through the hallway, they're like, Chris, ha, 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 your hair looks like crap, you know? Yeah. That makes you feel negatively. Well, mm-hmm. what if I process both reactions the exact same? Chris, your hair looks great. Thanks for your opinion. Chris, your hair looks like crap. Thanks for your opinion. Right. Very yeah. difficult to do. We were never mm-hmm. conditioned that way. 
So now I have, I, I think about that, that book every time someone says you were crappy last night or you treated me bad in the bar, you know, the after party or, or you were a jerk or you said this and said that. It's like, well, I'm human too. I, I just got over strep throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, it's, it's so crazy. Cause I get, I, I've gotten so much better about it. Uh, I have to stay away from like my personal Facebook page. Uh, but even, and, and, uh, but I, I've gotten a lot better about not responding, but I, I will get sucked in every once in a while. And I had somebody instant message me the other day and go, Hey, are you all right? I've noticed you responding to more negative comments lately. And that's not something you normally do. And I was like, shit, even the people that fucking love me. And I use the word love, meaning like, you know, are into what I do, whatever. Even they only fucking notice the negative, you know, like, like another reason for me. And, you know, people say it all the time. Oh, you're just giving them an outlet or, oh, it's making you look this way or you look this way. And a lot of times I'm like, well, fuck them. I'm not letting them get away with, you know, saying something about my weight, because if I fuck with them, then maybe they won't do it to somebody else. But here's the thing. It's bigger than that. Right. Because now people are reading my reaction to it. And now that becomes part of the whole thing. And it's just, I, you know, I just have to talk myself out of it. You know, I've got, well, you gotta, you gotta look at it. And I, I, I look at it. I think of that book, like I said, and I look at it as my only superpower on the internet. Mm, the only yeah. superpower I have is to not respond. Wow. That's good. I'm going to take that. Wow. That's Chris. really good, Chris. That's it. Because yeah. once I enter into the arena and I can get nasty oh, quick, trust me, I, <laughs> yeah, sure. I know you can, and I, yeah, and I can I, too. And, I, I, I don't like to, and I, I use the term, I don't like to show my ass anymore. Yeah. You know, it's because that's the thing is I think about, and that's the thing that usually gets me going is like, listen, I'm, I'm faster than you. I'm funnier than you. And by God, I guarantee you, I can be way fucking meaner than you, you know? And, and you might not know that from the Jarrett, from Jarrett Hay that you see all the time, but I can be, I'm fucking mean as shit when you back (laughs) me into a corner, you know? And I, I, but I don't, I don't need to show that. You're right. It's, that's my superpower is being able to navigate that and go, hey, guess what? You didn't fucking get me, you know? Yeah. Now, if I if I could use the same superpower, how I act with my bandmates, <laughs> I, haven't figured, <laughs> I haven't figured that one out yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, hard when it's a little bit more personal, right? <laughs> yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris, I want to back up on something you said because I, I think there's like a really great point you said about the – you know, when, when we're traveling, you can play roadblocks with your son on the phone. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know if we, we really hit on that. Like that's pretty powerful. Right. So mm-hmm. how many times when you pick up your kids from school on a normal day, you're picking them up. It's like, Hey, how was your day? Fine. You know, Oh, well, what happened? Nothing. You know, and they just, right. And so whenever we're on tour and Hey, the way our day's going, here's the five minutes I have to call home. You're jumping into their world at a time that they're maybe not ready to have you jump into their world right and so a lot of the times those conversations when you call home are hey what's going on nothing <laughs> well did you have a good day yeah fine. <laughs> you know and it's like well shit man i've got like 20 minutes to talk to you right now but you're this isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to make it sound weird my son and i have hour-long conversations sometimes oh, yeah. we go on four mile walks right but like there's just you're jumping into their world at a weird time so playing roadblocks on the phone with him is just a way to be in his world with oh, him, communicating with him on his level at that it's time. It's a way to get him to engage with me because I call home and to your, how you doing? Eh. And and his mom would sometimes jump in and go, he's he's playing his video games or he's watching TV. He's not interested in dad right now. Which okay, and I have twenty minutes. I want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Roblox thing. It's like every two seconds, Daddy, Daddy, see that thing? Get, get, grab yeah. this. Grab. He's engaged with me. Like I got him locked, and it's 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 priceless. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I do the thing. Everyone, we always talk on the show. Oh well, FaceTimes change the world. Yeah, but my son doesn't really want to FaceTime much, right? My daughter does. She's at the age where it's daddy, and she shows me everything in the house. Yeah. But uh, with him, it, like he's just not into that. But he'll send me memes all day long. You know, he'll send me sports updates. Like that's how you can communicate and be on their level whenever we're not there. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, 
and I hope I don't go through those dreaded teenage years where they don't want to hang out with dad. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some level of it, but you know, I, I like to keep the lines of communication open. I ask them every day how they're doing, um, you know, and then and and you get different answers out of a five and six year old. You know, they some some days they're they don't know how to articulate. They'll kind of look at you like, why are you asking me this? You know, and and, and it's it's a trip. Hey, I do want to to ask you guys something real quick. So I just read Getty Lee's book, My F and Life. Okay. You know, ask me how big of a fan of Rush I am. You know, I, I, I kind of take it or leave it. Musicianship's fantastic. As a drummer, I mean, Neil Peart, one, one of the greats. Are you guys into them at all? And I, I'm, I have a follow-up to the reason I'm asking. So I was big into Rush as a kid because I was a drummer. And so, um, you know, it was like learning Tom Sawyer was a rite of passage. You know, you 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 if you could play you know, certain songs with all the rest of the drummers, you would compare that. So, so I was, uh, I was into the moving pictures record and the, uh, 2112 album most especially. So, but I I, think a lot like you again, musicianship and all of that, but a lot like you can, you know, eh, whatever. Yeah. I've always appreciated it. Holy crap. They're great. It's, it's just never really been my thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you, if you have a, time one night like i have nothing else to do which probably isn't going to happen but if you find yourself or on a plane ride somewhere last night in fact because getty the way he described each recording session and how they grew as musicians i mean these guys you know for lack of a better word you know there was some genius going on with the time signatures and it it, it, it was it was math rock before it was called math rock yes absolutely but i went back to their very first record without neil their first drummer john rutsey was only on the first record and i just said i'm gonna listen to all 16 songs the first song on each record of their career up to their last album in 2012. and i did and man it was a trip to watch every record. Like, okay, the drums are getting a little bit bigger. Oh wow, they're doing this with the guitars. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was really it was it was really cool. If you get a chance, I, I recommend it to see what how they grew. Yeah, the trip. Now, That's I, a fun I, experiment. It used to trip me out too, just because how good of a bass player Getty Lee is, and then he would play the keyboards at the same time, and you know, it's just wild that they're uh, they're and Alex Lifeson to me too. Very, and I don't overuse the word underrated, by the way. I feel like it's an overused word, but I feel like he is a very underrated guitar player because he's so overshadowed by the other two and their abilities. You know, he's. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, what he's, and and Getty even talks about that in the book. But, you know, um, as I get older, I've found myself, if you guys found yourself checking out things you normally like, I probably wouldn't have done that 20 years ago. Yeah, I heard Rush on the radio. I like Tom Sawyer like the next guy. But yeah. listening to each song, um, I've been down a Mr. Bungle wormhole lately. Right. Never, yeah. ever, never, ever thought that I'd ever be into that band. And I'm seeing the genius of what went on there. Yeah. Now, I, that one I, I was into when it happened just because of, you know, that that's where we were – all of us metal kids, and which I'm probably the same as as Gainesville. I mean, we just sort of like adapted with each w- move with with each wave. And so, you know, as Faith No More got big, we all got we all started wearing. We were still metal kids, but we started wearing pajama pants and shirts that were too <laughs> big for us. Over. Yeah, and all of that shit. And I shaved the underneath of my head, but my hair was still long, and you know the full thing. But uh, Chris, man, I you know what? We've kept you long enough. You uh, you we could I could talk to you all day, and I. And I have before, but um, (laughs) I, uh, man, I mean, we're February is going to be here before long. In fact, when this comes out, it will be almost time for us to leave. So uh, less than Jake Bowling for Soup and the Vandaliers in the United Kingdom. And it looks like we're going to sell out the whole tour, which means that we together are going to sell out an arena, a a legitimate like arena. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? it's not lost on me. I've been doing interviews lately. Uh, I did one from the UK and the fellow was just like, you know, so what's it like to be coming back or something? How do you answer that question? Yeah. You know, when you're this far into your career and, and you're, you're, you're being asked by your friends to, 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 uh, you know, play shows of, of this magnitude and people are showing up, you know, going to go nuts. And it's, uh, how do you, I can't put that into words more than I just did. Well, uh, Chris makes a podcast is the podcast. Less Than Jake is the band. Uh, anything else people need to know? 
I think that's about it. Well, Chris Bernie rules. What else do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't we know it? All right, brother. Well, we love you and uh, see you in a few yeah. weeks. All right, guys. Take care. See you, buddy. See you, brother. Later. Well, that was fun. Uh, and uh, I again, I think we could have gone on forever, but uh, no, what Gary. Do we do? I mean, we, we yeah. do in person. We He's one of those dudes that can, we just hang out and, and have a great time. Yeah, he's he's just always, uh, he's, he seems like he's always got something to talk about, you know? Um, but uh, a, lot of time, I, a lot of times he's got like a scheme. Yeah, there's always something cooking. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> uh, we got to get out of here. Y'all, uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, you'll hear us next week. This is the Rockstar Dad Show. Y'all be good. This is a song for my friends Jared and Gary. They started a podcast and said a theme was necessary. They're just a couple of guys in a band that you know. Some Rockstar Dads who started a show. Until the next episode.